0: And welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story screen podcast where we see new movies, or at least new to us, and talk about these movies with you, the listener. We get some fresh, goopy, oh my god, it's like, it's it's too hot. The bread is still goop. I can't eat this, but I can tell you about the bread. I tell you my opinion about this goopy bread. I am Robbie Anderson, the hostess with the mostest, joined by the captain, Mike Burge. How you doing? Hello, I'm good. Hi. You doing good? Mm-hmm. How I are you doing? Great. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Great. Uh we are just a couple of boys uh, here to <clears> talk <throat> about a wonderful strange. A wonderful wacky film. Wacky film set in the year of 1984. If you're listening, you already know we're gonna talk about the sequel to Wonder Woman. Is it just Wonder is the first one just Wonder Woman? It's or Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman
1: 1917. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd watch that movie.
1: Damn, look at uh, us coming
0: right out the gates woo, in this episode. Woo! Uh Wonder Woman 1984, uh as the listener may know or maybe they don't know, this recording is happening a few weeks after 1984. Many well it's, it's this podcast is coming out many years after 1984, but it's 2 weeks after Wonder Woman 1984 came out. And uh there's been quite the the bustling conversation around the movie. Uh me and Mike are ready to get into it as you know. This uh, hot takes, spoiler free in the first section. So don't worry about If you're really fucking worried about us spoiling Wonder Woman, fear not. Because we will not in the next 20 minutes. We will warn you. We'll take a break. We will tell you when we break into spoilers. But Mike, what is your hot take on Patty Jenkins' sequel to Wonder Woman, 1917, Wonder Woman 1984?
1: Um, this movie is a little bit of a mess. And I both am here to criticize some of its uh, choices, but also I am here to champion some of its more off-the-wall decisions that may not uh, work out completely and might actually um, feed the other more messier problems that are in the movie. But nonetheless, I am very... uh, inspired is probably the best word by um, the choice to include some of these goofball decisions in a major superhero blockbuster movie. I liken my response to some of the goofy shit that's going on in this movie to when I first saw uh, guardians of the galaxy volume two, where I was just like, this shit is in a superhero movie. This is wild on this scale. uh, It's there's, there's definitely in my opinion, more to uh, mock And mock I will uh, in this movie, Uh, but I think that there are a couple, uh, some tiny, some big things in this that I really do give the movie credit for um, trying, uh, even if it doesn't succeed because the rest of the movie isn't really a strong enough foundation to kind of hold up those things. All right. Don't don't like the movie. I don't like it. Um if that's <laughs> easy. But appreciate
0: I appreciate things about
1: it. I appreciate some of the things that they're trying to do because they are risks and they didn't have to take risks. Um yeah. and we know now from the conversation that's been going on for a while that Patty Jenkins was pretty much allowed to do whatever she wanted in this movie. There was almost virtually no uh, studio oversight with the exception of something towards the end that the studio insisted on that she caved on just because they hadn't really messed around with anything else and i think in her words that it wasn't even really that big of a change anyway i'm not exactly sure what that was yeah but uh so... this is this is a uh, this is a a director with an idea she wrote the story she helped write the screenplay she directed it she pretty much had full control of what she wanted to do so at the very least you have that
0: i uh I think feel very similarly to you, burge. I imagine I'll have less the champion than you <laughs> will um which we could probably expect yes. uh <laughs> we'll see we'll see when we get there but yeah i also i think the movie is a mess um i th- I was just very confused watching it like what its direction was supposed to be, you know, with this backdrop in the 80s? It's like, is it trying to go for like this nostalgia pull uh, for, you know, the the shining neon lights of capitalism? Is it trying to feel like superhero stories of yore? Uh, I, I both admire its simplicity and I kind of wish that it remained simple. Because like what the plot of the movie is fairly simple it's a little bit like uh you know it's kind of aladdin but wonder Woman. you know mm-hmm. uh the things i appreciate about the movie is that uh it's not a movie that's crazy predica- it's a superhero movie that's not really predicated on like action that much which i can kind of appreciate the movie's like penultimate showdown isn't like uh doesn't have the same problems that wonder woman one had which i think is very much in response to the criticisms that the first Wonder Woman movie had. Um, the movie feels completely disjointed at times. It's very long. Um long to the point where you just feel it's minutes like uh someone uh blasting sand, like you know the, the sands of time in your face. Uh I got older watching this movie and I fell asleep halfway through it, but then I I watched the rest. Um there's a lot of fun performances in it. I don't think the movie looks very good. <laughs> Um, I don't think the special effects are very good, and I'd like to say that is a choice, but I don't really know. Uh, I don't think the movie, I don't, I, there's just so many things on, like, a technical level that I don't think are very good. I don't think that the way the movie starts is very interesting, uh, despite it, like, setting up its, um, kind of what its, like, moral epicenter is, but yeah, I, I, it's weird. It's a weird movie, um... But there's some some of its boldness I can appreciate.
1: Sounds like we're kind of on the same page here. Uh, yeah. With the, you know, it it, it is hard. Let me rephrase. Mm-hmm. I I would imagine that it would be hard for someone to uh defend some of the issues that this movie uh very clearly has that doesn't mean that they can't like it and enjoy the movie there's loads of movies that I like and enjoy that have um pretty serious issues whether they be um you know uh film wise like how it was written how it was shot different stuff like that, or even cultural wise, like insensitivities due to the time or just like negligence and not understanding certain things that I can still enjoy and, and get into. But at the end of the day, I do understand that those are issues and that some of them are pretty inarguable. Uh, and I feel like this movie does have like just some very root, uh, problems with it. You know, I'm not one to like kind of really use the whole, uh, plot hole, Uh, thing. Like, I don't think that, you know, I I don't believe in plot holes. I, I don't think I think that plot holes are just that's just them fucking up on the script and not explaining things correctly. And a plot hole is like a more specific way that you can kind of toss a term onto that. But I feel the same way about MacGuffins, where I'm like, MacGuffins are in every movie. It's just sometimes it's an object. Sometimes it's an idea. Sometimes it's a thing. That's how stories work. People need certain things. So I very rarely use those those tools unless it is extremely evident. It's like, you know, this is, it's when those things are not used correctly. You can have plot holes in movies and they can either be used, um, retroactively to try and support mystery or something like that. Or, you know, it can just be something that really ultimately doesn't matter. And maybe they did consider it and maybe they didn't, but this movie has, this movie's got some stuff in it that I'm just kind of like, why did you do that? You didn't have to do that, and now you have these issues, and it's it's an odd duck of a movie to watch it. And, it. and again, like you said, it's long, and it keeps happening, and they keep they keep adding new things to it. Where you're like, why
0: are you doing that? It's so complicated for a movie that's also like it's very simple. Yes, like it's a very simple movie, and they keep just like adding characters and motives and and rules to it, where it's just like stop, yeah, stop, stop.
1: There's there's um, mul-
0: a lot of the characters they add. I really like those. So. Sure, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. and and a lot of the performances I dig. Uh, I I think it's it's kind of like the of I there's there's like in this movie there are moments that happen that reminded me of um the ending of avengers endgame uh spoilers for the ending of avengers endgame um this will only take me 15 seconds so feel free to skip ahead 15 and i'll be over it
0: if you're the Um, one person if you're the one
1: person yeah uh at the end of avengers endgame captain america goes back in time and has lived throughout the entire thing and then gives the shield away later leading to the whole thing that it's like so he just let all of these things happen Now, the main thing with that is that you didn't have to do that. That's not how you had to treat the ending of that character. And I'm going to get a little bit more vague now in case somebody did, in fact, skip ahead. Um, But you didn't have to do that. And now you're given all of these issues that there is no way that the Russo brothers considered that idea before doing it because they would have not done it and it's it's a very obvious choice and anything can be done in hindsight and said like this and said like that and until we get something that's in canon that kind of reverses that we're kind of stuck with this idea that it's like well you did that so it's in there so now these implications must be attributed to this to these events from here on out and wonder woman 1984 does a lot of these things where you're like what you're implying here is an extremely inappropriate and dark subtext to what's going on. (laughs) And you, and for the most part with them, you did not have to do them. I mean, technically you don't have to do anything in a movie, but I see what this movie's trying to do. And some of the choices they're making are directing towards that ultimately um, unattainable uh, point that the movie is trying to go for, because this movie is trying to be about four different things at once. And, It takes a very good filmmaker to make that work. And I'm not saying that Patty Jenkins isn't a very good filmmaker, but I I think she dropped the ball on this one is that there's just so much stuff going on in this movie that some of it just starts to build up. And you're just like, I'm living in a nightmare like and it's and there's still an hour and a half left of
0: it. I wonder, you know. I never felt this way until watching this movie, and other people have said it, but I never quite agreed or saw it myself, and I wonder if Gal Gadot was a good actress, then I would have liked this movie more, because she's she's not, and I really noticed I, it in this movie where so I'm like, she's not very good in this I, movie.
1: I have been thinking about this for a very long time. Okay. Um, she is my sweet Giselle. She's our sweet Giselle, you know, from Fast and Furious, like we... Sure. Sure. I I do indeed. <laughs> never mind. No. I was gonna. I was gonna say I stand Gal Gadot, but I in fact do not. Um, no, I do not for stand multiple Gal Gadot. reasons, she, she mainly made, personal. It's um, questionable. Uh, yes, I. Which this uh, movie also does as well, which we'll get into later specifically. Yeah. I can, and I can't wait for us two people to talk about that. Um, yeah. yeah, I will say very briefly. I've been thinking about this a lot because I think that Gal Gadot is very misused in this movie. Uh, I think she's I think she's great in Wonder Woman. The unfortunate part in Wonder Woman is that she's placed against Chris Pine, who, unfortunately, in a movie that is about Wonder Woman and very much is about Wonder Woman and is a great Wonder Woman movie, he is firing on some crazy shit in that movie, and he is a scene stealer. He's fucking great. And that actually kind of elevates a lot of her performance choices in that movie. I will say at the end of the day, yes, I do think that Gal Gadot is a good actress. I would actually say that I think she is a fine actress, but she does have her um, limitations is a good word. She has limitations as an actress, as all actors do. And it is the job of casting directors and directors after that and also the actors themselves To know what they're bringing and what they're doing, and Gal Gadot has a very, um, almost, uh, kind of blasé tone to her voice that, when used as a mythic god figure in 1917 in a fish out of water story, um, is utilized very well. She's almost alien-like. You know, she's supposed to be like an alien. She's a god. She's this. She's this universe's Thor. Like you're supposed to kind of have that. But in this one, it's supposed to be that she's like grown a little bit more and those kind of acting choices come across a little bit more like she doesn't care. And I can't help but notice that it just seems like she doesn't care about certain things. And those lead to some of the issues where Wonder Woman is dealing with things that she very much needs to at least appear that she is caring about. So and I think that that's the major issue. I, and I don't like what are your thoughts on on Godot's well,
0: performance? I mean, like, you know, the times where her performance really works for me is when she, um, gets to be kind of like, there's one where she literally winks at the camera in the movie. Not that time, but when she, when her performance is kind of like a little cheeky, when she gets to be a little bit more stoic in the face of like other characters kind of giving her shit. And, you know, like I really, the parts of the movie where she's being Diana and not Wonder Woman, um, there are times where that performance like really works to me. I like seeing her it's so fucking weird. I like seeing her working in the archaeologist's place. Yeah. I like her at least like I, I like her doing that stuff. I like seeing her like kind of like command that role in this story. Um it's the times where she's Wonder Woman doing stuff, and I think it's partially just because like I, I do think the action's like really just not that good as well. So it's like a lot of weird things happening at once. But um in the times where she has to have like high emotion, like when you know, if you've seen the trailer, she's Chris Pine's back, um, and when she's chilling with him, like I, I never feel like she likes him that much. I don't know, like she's being told like you need, you this is the love of your life, and she's like, all right, yeah, yeah. like they, I don't, I don't ever really see their chemistry. Uh, I think Chris Pine continues to be a scene stealer, or it, it's just, it's crazy that like. All of the side performance in this movie, I just feel like act circles around her, and it and it's like a little spinning. I mean, but see it's it
1: like times. yeah, like she's like I I agree that I think Chris Pine's good in it. I don't think he's as good. Uh, he's obviously given a lot less to do, and that might be some of it. Um, he's just a charming dude, and I like him, so I'll I'll t- I'll toss a lot at that. But uh, like Gal Gadot is also like an extremely charming, um, just like. You know, like a beautiful presence on film. Like yeah. it's, and she is, she is like, uh, very big and like, and looks like a god. And so th- yeah. there's a lot that like her physical, her physicality is already bringing to a performance. And the fact that she is very good with, like, her, like I'm not a professionally trained actor. I did act, uh, way back when. I've taken classes and yeah. I've studied you know, acting stuff and everything for all of my criticisms well, you, you, you and everything. You used to go
0: by the name Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, you're in, uh, uh, most famous for a while. I don't like this. Oh, stop. I don't like this. Here. I took, the, I took his passing very hard. You know that. Oh, well, uh, you boy, I feel boy. so happy that I compare it. And I will,
1: I will twist this into a joke. Uh, YouTube Greece. keeps recommending to me to watch an interview with Philip Seymour Hoffman filmed two years before his overdose, which is him talking oh. about his relationship with drugs. I don't know why no, YouTube you should
0: really. They watch this. are.
1: It has been like, you know, when you're scrolling through YouTube and you're like, what dumb fucking list am I going to watch next?
0: Yeah.
1: It just keeps yes. popping up in different segments, like in segments it shouldn't even belong in where it's just like Daniel Day-Lewis movies. Want to hear Philip Seymour Hoffman talk about drugs two years before he overdosed? And I'm like, no, no, I don't want
0: to do that. YouTube has a similar problem algorithmically that I have with like Instagram where one day you're like, oh, I need to watch a video on how to do this one thing. Or like, oh, I watched this random video. And then the homepage is just like, so you want to know more about pasta? And it's, just <laughs> only- <laughs> it's just like, no, I want to show me other things, please. do like, no, you looked at one video about pasta. Here's... Seven hundred pasta videos,
1: <laughs> but all right. So, so speaking of noodles, uh, bringing it back, uh, Gal Gadot oh. is her physicality is like she brings that there, yeah. and that's part of an actor's job is like just they're very like looking at them. It's why stills from movies work. Like you can you can sure. understand what's going on in a scene based on the emotions and what they're doing with their bodies. I think it's just her tone and how she her strengths as an actor are not really being utilized to their full potential, or even in some cases, to what she can actually do. You know, like, that's why Tom Cruise doesn't do dramas really anymore, is because he realized that he kind of aged out of that. It doesn't really work. And so he's like, now I'm just going to run and jump onto helicopters and shit, and that's my lane and it's every actor. That's why Vin Diesel has never had a successful drama career, but he kicks fucking ass in these fast and furious and action movies. Like it's, he understands what his limitations as a performer and and an artist are. And I don't think that it's Gal Gadot misunderstanding her limitations. And I'm actually not even saying that she has them. I just think that maybe the tone shift of this movie's kind of goofiness and fun that it's having um is kind of in direct like just like it's like you know like an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object kind of thing where it's i don't think that there's a lot of i think this movie is asking her to do some things that her as a performer it, at this point in her career is maybe just not up to the task of pulling off yes. successfully
0: and I it sucks i don't
1: like it i don't like that i, I feel you like
0: you know that. when she is being asked to do snyder level wonder woman she does that very well because snyder directing snyder movies are very much uh i think about their look more than anything it's very much style over substance in a snyder movie
1: and that that's his mo yeah
0: totally sure so that's what okay so that's what i'm saying so like casting gal Gadot as wonder woman in those movies and having her be wonder woman in those movies really plays to this these strengths that we're yeah. describing. She's like describing, she's right?
1: like Henry Cavill. She's she's drawn yeah. like a fucking comic book
0: character. So like then it's like you, you look like that. But then when you put her in like this movie that I think is trying to be like um 80s DC movies and mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. Um I never watched the original Wonder Woman show, but I know there's some callbacks to that. I haven't seen the original Superman movies, but I wonder if there's some <laughs> some, some crossover there. Or uh, yes. So, you know, I, 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 I'm thinking that like this movie is a lot more about nostalgia than I even could really realize because I'm not nostalgic for any of that. You know, for me, in, in my relationship to DC properties, it started with um, – you know the, the the you know Batman animated series and Keaton Batman, and that's kind of really because I'm you know I'm a little bit younger. It's, that's kind of really where it starts for me. So a lot of what I think this movie is kind of like trying to be like super goes over my head, and I think it goes over a lot of people's head. And I think that's kind of part of yeah. the issue because if this movie is trying to be like a lot more nostalgically driven stylistically, than I realize like, I just don't get it. You know, and that's why like I don't think the movie is very good. I do think the movie is a mess. But I think the things that it's doing that's really working, I just don't get, and, yes. and I'm, I can admit that, and that's fine. And that's, you know? and that's
1: like I th- these are the things that I was talking about at the beginning. Is some of the movie's more goofier choices are very obviously trying to be Superman or Superman Three you know they're yeah. trying to emulate these 80s like the, the types of movies that were coming out in 1984 the year this movie is set it is they are, they are trying to emulate them and that is a really weird thing to do because this is at the birthplace of superhero movies this is when you know richard donner was inventing the genre yeah. of superhero movies superman invented what is pretty much like he was the first one to really do like an origin story like the, the first superman The first three Superman movies are insane to watch. And uh, you know what? I'll even say the fourth one too, because the fourth one's one of the worst movies ever made. It's insanely, (laughs) it's insanely fun. Superman 3 is also an absolute trash. And it actually has the thing that there's probably the most similarities with Wonder Woman 1984 with Superman 3. But like Superman 2 has like, um, Superman loses his powers, and it's the same yeah. thing that Spider-Man Two does. It's the same thing that Wonder Woman Two does. It's the same. It, like it, Batman Returns is really kind of. It, it's a little bit like I don't want to be Batman anymore, but that's kind of every Batman movie. That's the entire point of Batman is he kind of <laughs> doesn't want to be doing this shit, um, and the first Superman, you know, has like goofy shit like. I won't get too specific because you haven't seen it, and I would really, sure. really love to hear your opinions on maybe, some maybe of maybe the there's a, of crazy. A cool
0: take that should happen.
1: But there really is, like, there really is a lot to even, you know, like Kirsten Wiggs character in this is Selena Kyle from Batman Returns, and sure, Jamie Foxx from the, Amazing Spider-Man yes, 2. And yes. these are these are things that usually get brought in on the second movie. Um yeah. and uh, Maxwell Lord, who is one of my favorite characters from the comics, deep cut for me. Love, love okay. my Max Lord. Um, his character is one hundred percent, you know, a Donald Trump tycoon con artist s character, but he is completely based off of Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor, which I'm pretty sure Donald Trump based his entire real personality after. <laughs> it's insane, right down to the hair pieces. Uh, So there's there's a lot of stuff, and so I will say, yeah, I do think that you have to have a little bit of a specific type of gas in the tank for this movie to run maybe correctly in the way that it's trying to do. But even then, like I've got the tank and the gas that this movie is pointing at, and even I'm like, this isn't really connecting because everything else is so, you know,
0: it's a lot, and like you know, the I like. I I am the more that these superhero movies are coming out, and and you know I'm a fucking geek. Like I fucking get, yeah, I fucking get it. I'm yeah, you're fucking kids. nerd. No nerd. Yeah. I know nerd stuff. But even the more that these superhero movies come out, the more you know I have an eye for 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 ones that kind of push against the grain and and kind of like uh, champion their own path and stuff like that. Like I I'm almost always waiting for those kind of movies it's, it's one of the reasons i'm really excited for like the wandavision show because it's just like well that looks fucking weird and it's with these characters that i know from when they're doing normal superhero action stuff and i'm really into that And you know, i am in, i'm into especially with like and not to like just pivot to marvel and disney but just you know i'm really into them like really trying to make really different experiences with these quote-unquote superhero archetypes and characters you know i really like i really vibe with that it's it's also why i really like legion and things like that like where it's like oh this is it's it's really going back to formula and and switching things up you know Mm. so with this movie like Mm. them trying to do you know there's there's a there's i feel like there's some voice in this movie that's just like we're trying to to do something different we're trying to not give you your typical superhero movie, but I also think it tries to eat its own cake or like have its cake and eat it too, you know, where where it's just like, but we still do have Gal Gadot throwing people with the lasso and pushing trucks around and (laughs) lightning zipping. And it's like, yeah, but you're not doing any of it that good. (laughs) Like, like, and especially if you're going to do this, like early or mid to late era, 80s superhero flair, especially like having this love and nostalgia for like DC and things like that, but you're going to make it for the gargantuan audience that this movie is going to have. You got to just kind of dumb it down. You know, I think that's the reason like something like stranger things works is that it's so rude in nostalgia, but it's really dumbed down for people who were not alive in the eighties to still really connect with it. You know, like you can't go too, too narrow when you're, when you're drinking the nostalgia juice, if your audience is this big, You know, because I think that's like a weird disconnect that happened. Or at least that's, that's me describing my disconnect with the movie. That's all I can really say, you know.
1: And I mean, I think that's like, uh, that's like one of the most like honest, uh, like critiques of a bad movie I've ever heard. (laughs) Like, that's like, you're just like, look, 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 this movie's got issues, but I think there's maybe something wrong with me too. But like, I always think that, and I mean, bring that in there and it, it. it's hard to judge these big blockbusters without the context of the entire world around it and like we haven't even gotten into the fact that I most definitely would have enjoyed this movie at least 1% more if I got to see it in the theater. If I got to see it on a big screen, super at loud least, speakers, a, at least a, a little, a little time, bit just yeah. the the excitement of it probably would yes. have been a bit bigger and maybe I wouldn't have been able to like track some of the action and stuff. And but that probably would have been of help because like the entire truck sequence
0: in this thing looks like a dog shit. So it looks like and like listen, we've seen at this point, you know, American audiences, international audiences <laughs> okay. have seen many a car chase, my yeah, dudes. Of course, especially with the superheroes. Even and like listen, I I can dig, I can take a little bit of bad CGI here and there. I love Black Panther. The CGI in that movie is kind of not good. Oh, well, at the it end, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 At the end, mostly. I guess throughout, it's like pretty much fine. Yeah, um, some weird things here and there, but like, yeah. I mean, this movie, there's just signs where I'm like, I know you guys have more money than this. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, and and again, it's like, is it because because you're going for like just like lower budget. No, I, no, they're not? not doing I, that. I don't know. No, yeah, right? I yeah. can't be. That is, that is very,
1: very nice of you. That's the most Robbie thing. I think I've ever
0: heard you I say. I mean, that you is know. very kind of you to suggest. It's also, it's also hard, like kind of like with this movie coming out and the, the, there's an antithesis to this movie, which is like Harley Quinn, birds of prey, you know, birds of prey is like, is like everything that is everything. This movie isn't right. Like, it has kick-ass action scenes. It's painfully modern. It is full of attitude and charisma, and it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it has a kick-ass story, and it has a and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's not trying to wink at you. It's just kind of trying to punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. And like I, I just kind of vibe more with that. I think. You know? I mean, or I think like, it's
1: yeah. I think it's a fresher take on like Birds of Prey is doing something new. Birds of Prey is trying to do what Suicide Squad failed in doing. Sure. And I remember when me and you watched that, like we were blown away by that movie because we went in like yeah. probably gonna be good, nah. let's see. And then we were like, wow, that, that was actually like was a hot. really fun
0: movie. Yeah. No, I remember and I still have fond memories of that movie. I, you know to yeah, the, now to, a year to this day. A year later. To this day. Yeah, it's a good one. <sighs> All right. Well, I think uh we're ready to get into spoilies, Burge. What yes, do you think? I, I would like to talk
1: specifically about specific. this movie. <laughs> I would recommend to everybody to watch it um little known fact unless you read the fine print wonder woman 1984 will no longer be available on hbo max to stream january 24th it is only up for one month so if you've been putting it off time to get on that if if you did not know this just just let me know know i've been bringing that up to people who haven't
0: watched and i was like well you know you only got two weeks and they're like what do you mean and i'm like it's it's not up there forever (laughs) I mean if you if you have it do I recommend watching this movie I'm in a weird place with it because I we're also on the the precipice of working we are we are actively working on our top 10 movies or top whatever fucking movies he's doing of 2020 and uh so I've been trying um, to crush a lot of 2020 movies 20 uh 20 20 and 20 and uh I'm doing two lists of top 20s (laughs) Great, uh, having to watch this movie, which is the length of about like three other movies I could have watched, was like all right. but it all is worth it to be able to talk about the thing about that movie is it's it's all worth it to be able to talk to your friends about it. This is the thing. So yeah, it's it's I one I of think, those. I think it's worth watching.
1: In that, it's one of those cool. cultural kind of like moments, and like the time is still it's still going on. Like the movie's been out two weeks, and it's still like. A thing to chat about like i we yeah. were really nervous we didn't do it at first because i was like i don't know the movie's not that good i don't know if i want to rag on a wonder woman movie for like two hours uh right now I, i'm not in the mood um like emotionally <laughs> to do that but then it's like as i thought about it and would watch certain parts of it again i didn't rewatch the whole thing but there were certain parts about it i wanted to rewatch, especially for this recording I was just like, yeah, I am interested in talking about this because there's a conversation to be had about it, about what is good about bad movies. And because the ultimate movie is, to quote, a train wreck by film Twitter, I think that there is a lot of stuff to talk about specifically in this movie that we'll get into more in the next app that I think yeah. are like really cool. And I have said to you that surprisingly of all things, and it might be one of the most Mike Burge things in the world... Um, I I have watched over, I've watched over a hundred movies that have been released in 2020 so far. I did a recent count. I've watched a lot this year. Um, well, because I had like the super duper advantage of having a, more time off than I usually do. Sure. And I usually watch a lot of movies when I have a full schedule anyway. So now I'm just kind of like, I'm used to like just cramming movies. So I will, but that being said, I Wonder Woman 1984 has within it Probably my favorite moment of any movie I've seen that's been released in 2020. And it's like this quick seven second aside. And you're going to laugh at me when I actually tell you what it is. But I was
0: looking for it. I don't think I found it.
1: But you did see it, and I guarantee you did. And when I bring I'm it up, sure you're going to know exactly it. what I'm talking about. Unless sure it was like it. when you were looking at your phone or something, which unfortunately is something that this Fair. movie is <laughs> is daring you to do throughout the entire runtime.
0: Well, it's like it's we're we're four and a half hours long. Why not check Twitter? I'm not. You know? I'll be the first to admit I don't like.
1: I don't like. I try to put my phone face down, yeah. out of reach, to try and make sure that I can't do anything. But this movie had me wanting to see, like, how much would it cost for me to buy 100 pounds of Legos on eBay? Like, it wanted, it was, like, daring me to find out.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, well, we'll be right back with uh, Spoilies for Wonder Woman. Um, you know, if you want to be part of the conversation, which I think is a lot of fun to have, go check it out. If not, hey, man, I get it. All right, we'll be back with Spoilies. See you on the other side. we're back with hot takes and spoilies for wonder woman 1984 let's talk about who who dies or who comes back from the dead but first real quick real quick buddy Mike. I, I, yep yep well birds you talked to me uh, off mic off yourself to uh you you had a little game questionnaire survey I, you a, a, a to do? little
1: side segment okay which okay. i'm calling four for me four for you Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, it's uh, it's uh, four questions that I have for you about the movie that we're talking about. And then four questions that I just have for you as a person that I think you're the best person that I know to answer these.
0: Perfect.
1: Um, so if, if you will, and these can be very quick and we can we can get to the the big stuff that we really want to talk about. I tried to keep them very simple and very direct. And now yes. that we're in spoilers, that this obviously is part of that. Some of the questions are going to be about things that are going on. So, we are officially in spoiler territory. So, here yes. we go. Uh, starts off with uh, questions for me, which is about Wonder Woman. And then every other one, there'll be a question for you. So, question number one. Um, I have them written down here. Uh, why does Steve have to be in another person's body to come back?
0: Uh, Well, I... This what is what I was you think. Trying to understand. This is what I thought during the movie is that, um, you know, his his body exploded. Uh, so he he did mention that he he went to somewhere that he thought was good, but he didn't really remember where. So I'm assuming that he is in some kind of spirit form. So he was only able to come back as a spirit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why given that this movie and given that the stone can literally break the boundaries of reality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, why couldn't mm-hmm, just bring mm-hmm, him back normal mm-hmm, style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, again, needlessly complicated.
1: Great. Okay, good. Uh, and we'll talk about that more soon because that's something I want to fucking talk about. Uh, question number <laughs> two, question for you. Uh, yes. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm Okay. Uh, I, I'm working a lot at at the coffee shop gig I picked up while the theater's been closed, and um, mm. it's actually not so bad. I kind of like it. Uh, it's it's nice to be doing something that feels familiar mm. in a time where things are so uncertain. And uh, I recently have been uh, changing my facial hair setup, and I actually really dig it. I think I'm gonna keep it around for mm. a while.
1: I mean, you do look good.
0: Thank you. Hmm. Appreciate that.
1: Thank you. Uh, all right. Question three. Um. Do planes on display at museums function and also have enough fuel to travel across the fucking ocean? No. Okay.
0: And uh, this, in no. this, in the fact that she just flashes her badge mm-hmm. at the—they're at the Smithsonian, right? Mm-hmm. No, is one no, of the no, no, <laughs> sure. Where are they? <laughs> That's one of the craziest scenes in
1: the movie. Well, okay. It only gets crazier. Okay. Uh, Question four Uh, Is it Evangelion or Evangelion or neither? Evangelion. Evangelion. Okay, thank you. Question five (laughs) Number five. (laughs) What are the rules of operating the Wishing Stone and by nature Maxwell's abilities after their union?
0: To my understanding, the rules of the Wishing Stone is the Wishing Stone is a monkey's paw as the movie tells tells you. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that it works is that you have to be touching the stone Mm. and you have to either think or verbalize the The wish that you want uh, and then you have to be prepared to make some sacrifice for it to come to pass and um, but you also can renounce your wish which no one but it can't be just you regret it you have to just say I renounce it mm-hmm. so that to me that's how the rules work that I answer the full question or technically yeah okay okay next question uh, what's right. what's your favorite thing you ate
1: this past week
0: past week mm-hmm. Uh, I, did I make something else that was good? I think, uh, I, yeah, I think it's this. So I, I, uh, I made a, um, uh, coleslaw for, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a vegetarian,
1: mm.
0: kind Mm-hmm. Of pescatarian kind of, um, it's nice that you worked I, that in there. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while I like that fish. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, vegetarian. And uh I made a Beyond Burgers on Ezekiel bread, um, just with a little bit of cheese on there. But I also made a uh Brussels sprout coleslaw that was uh shredded, uh grated Brussels sprouts, grated green apples, carrots, uh cabbage, and I used uh honey mustard and um what else did I put in there? I think that was it. Yeah, so it was like it was kind of like a spicy mustard uh sprout and apple slaw that i put on there as well and that actually came out really good i i would change the recipe a little bit next time um and maybe kind of chop the sprouts a little bit um longer and maybe instead of like grating like cut them instead of grating them i think um because i think that make the texture a little bit better but i thought it came out good and it tasted really good on the burger as well
1: that's good that sounds delicious
0: thank
1: you uh question seven why would a White House helicopter bring Maxwell Lord to the Random Woods his son is hiding in after he just very publicly almost destroyed the entire world? I don't know. Do you want me to repeat you? You, you got it. Oh, okay. Don't know. Okay. Question. Oh, I
0: got, oh, yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. I don't know. Did the helicopter take him, or did he just run out nope. there? Nope. The helicopter. I, took him. I remember him. that he just the helicopter
1: took him, and then the helicopter really takes off, know. which means somebody was flying it.
0: Which also, like, how does he know where his son even is? Well. <laughs>
1: and question jump ahead question eight last question uh what video games are you playing these days
0: uh great question uh i am playing um it's a long answer because i'm a gamer uh so i play many games let's try
1: and keep it fucking short will we
0: i was playing some Fortnite recently uh that was a lot of fun but uh my main squeeze has been a game uh called hades um which a lot of people are saying is the game of, of the year it's a game of the year for many outlets um and it's not my game of the year but it's very good and it is a, a game about the son of hades trying to escape hell and uh it's a roguelike which means you can get to a certain point but when you die you have to restart but the the kind of twist about this game that makes it different from other roguelikes is that um when you do die you go back to like kind of the the beginning of hell, which is almost kind of like a waiting room of sorts. And uh, you get to interact and talk to all of these really interesting characters and they, and they'll comment on like, Oh, the Hydra got you again, huh? And they actually like, they, they, they know what killed you in the world. So like you have all these really meaningful conversations and the game is very much about building these conversations as well as trying to escape hell. So there's really good character work. The gameplay is magnificent and the uh, visually it's, it's a treat. And then the other game I'm playing is a, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is a Metroidvania-style game, which is incredibly beautiful and a ton of fun. And uh, both both are really strong games, narratively highly recommend them.
1: Love them. Sounds great. Hades is also a Broadway play, is it not?
0: Is it? I wouldn't know. Well. I believe it.
1: All right, that's it. That's <laughs> it for my segment. That was uh, four for me, four for you, and uh, it's probably the only time we're ever going to do it.
0: I don't know. I liked it. I kind of want to, I, I think every time I have of, you on, the, it's good. Yeah. I, I liked it. Every time we have you on, Mike, I want to, I want to do it. That, that's going to be <laughs> get your, a chance to talk about yourself a takes. little bit.
1: No, I'm into that.
0: Yeah. It's, oh, hey, it's nice. Yeah. There's a little well, Mike you know, Burge and all this. Or, or if you want, or if you want me to do one for you.
1: Oh, true. We can, not, na- oh, not now because I'm not prepared, yeah, 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 but we can yeah. switch
0: it up like that. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll get the next four for four. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, cool. So now we are in spoilies. I think Mike, uh, was very smart to start off this segment with that because there's some interesting questions he posited during it so now that we're in spoilies and now we can talk more specifically about not only uh what was insanely confusing about the movie but also there are some things that i think uh work in the movie i think you might have a better uh, uh voice to kind of jump into that so why don't, why don't you tell me about some of the things that really work for you in the film. Let's start off positive before we surely get off the rails.
1: Uh I mean I really li- like like uh, the stuff we were talking about before only to be more specific like the goofy stuff that they're doing in this is just like a lot of fun. Like this is a this is a movie about a wishing rock that a guy uh, like morphs into his body and then that's how he the character Maxwell Lord in the comics is a character whose like superpower is essentially he is extremely um what's a good word for it he's he's very um coercive he can he can talk you into anything and so, so he's a smooth
0: talker silver tongue kind yeah, of yeah
1: exactly he's he's a businessman yeah. uh he's very much kind of like you know that kind of 80s yuppie wall street you know tycoon type dude Uh, But his superpower is he can seemingly convince anyone of anything and talk them into anything. And this movie's answer to like what those origins come from is that combining him with, you know, a wishing stone makes it so that he is in control of the monkey's paw isms of the wish, which I thought is really cool. I like that. It's very. Have you ever seen the horror series Wishmaster? I have not. Wishmaster is about an evil genie who is, who gets released and anyone who asks a wish, he monkey paws it and gives it, gives them their wish, but in like a bad way. There's a great scene in Wishmaster two, which I, to this day in certain circles, hold up as one of the greatest films ever dedicated to celluloid in which a prisoner wishes that his lawyer would go fuck himself. And we have a scene that is exactly what you think it is right now that what just went through your head is we yeah. have a scene with a lawyer talking to the uh prisoner and uh uh the lawyer ends up getting thrown onto the table by some unknown force his torso twisting around behind him <laughs> and then his legs up in the air backwards thrusting back and forth while he um emotes uh facially uh it That's is funny it is a, very uh, funny uh, you are a, correct a, there's, a,
0: there's a scene in Preacher that's very not, not. I don't know if it happens in the show mm. but in Preacher the graphic novel there's a scene that's very simple because you know the, the titular preacher is, in, is empowered by the voice of God so he, he can tell whatever he tells you to do you just have to do it and he does have a scene where he tells someone to fuck themselves and it's very similar which I think is, is very great.
1: What, what came first. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, so he's a wishmaster type thing where it's like, he gets to choose what the, what the twist is. And Maxwell Lord being a very selfish guy, because I think one of the things that this movie is trying to really talk about is the selfishness, uh, and of, of human kinds of, and the of human nature. Um, that's how he's able to kind of twist wishes into what he wants. And he does it in multiple ways. Like he'll tell somebody like, wouldn't you wish this because it's actually what he wants. And then after, but if it's something else that like, he doesn't really want, but he's like, what do you want? I'll give it to you. Then he twists it so that, you know, he's like, what do you want? Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll <laughs> the whole Palestine thing. I, I don't know. I don't want to get into yeah. it too deep right now, but like he, yeah. and then he's just, like, also now not I like have your, your, your guards to, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, its a, i am a, I'm a, I'm a decent human being who understands the very uh, delicate conversation that has been going on between Israel and Palestine for the past forty years. Like I understand what that is, um, yeah. Uh, and maybe don't put it in your superhero movie, you fucking psychopaths. I don't know, maybe, maybe. But that's that's one of the maybe. that's one of the things that I really dig is how they work in this really kind of you know B list comic book character, villain. Uh, his powers into it like yeah. it, it's it's nifty that way but it is also emblematic of the issues that the movie has because everything else that's happening around it all of the other rules don't make sense and then they start adding rules yeah. like you were stating before like the uh, like I renounce my wish and he has to be touching people but then it's like satellites doing stuff and it's like yeah. they reach out well, and touch you and it's like that it's, doesn't make like any sense line.
0: There's a line where they explain the particles from the satellites and he's like so the particles are touching everyone and the presence just like in a way and I was like that shouldn't be good enough I was ch- waiting
1: for it to not <laughs> work
0: cuz I was like that's not going to work it's, right it's stupid It's stupid I mean is any stupider than And then else he's like happening? stands no, up like in
1: this gigantic like force field thing which the, Zor- the Zordon tube What is that? What is he standing in?
0: I have no fucking idea it- don't get me wrong. It looks, it cool. looks, it looks cool, cool, but I have it no idea cool, yeah. what it is. How do you feel about his? Bring it on! Bring it on! Come on! How do Let's you feel about his evil? About his evil level. How do you feel about his evil level? Like his evil characterization as the big dog villain in this movie. How do you? Because I feel like Please, I yeah, needed you. to like. I need. I needed to dislike him more. Okay. Cuz during the movie it's like it's like you know is he is he kind of like shitty? It's like yeah, he seems like a not great guy, he's a swindler. But he but they established very early on that he has this son that he that he loves um and he's very selfish, but I just feel like he's not all that. He, like I don't know. I I feel like he's not all that. I he wasn't so dastardly that I wrote him off like too immediately. Mm-hmm. Um and he didn't feel like a big bad to me, which is again maybe maybe that's the point. Um, again, because I think Patty Jenkins is trying to do is trying to do superhero but different, you know, genre wise. Um, but how do you feel about his like evil levels? Is he, or or did his dastardly deeds kind of like meet your expectation or make you see him that way? I think that there are
1: two things that are going on that are of interest: one positive, one negative. Uh, I think that. Patty Jenkins' uh, deliberate choice, and she's gone on on the record and said, like, she didn't want the bad guys at the end of this movie to die. She wanted she wants Wonder Woman to be someone who can can talk through issues rather than fight them off. Um, yeah.
0: And I and I and, I like, and I
1: like that. And I think that um, characterizing Maxwell Lord in the way that they do is very good going towards that because. In the same with Barbara, it's like you are you are giving these people something in their characters, or rather, you are giving these characters something in their character motivations that can be seen as a little uncouth, and they start getting you know a little bit uh, hypnotized by the powers that they're getting, and they take a wrong turn somewhere. But there's an ultimate redemption that is uh, believable and and attainable and realistic. So that makes sense, and I like that. That's one of the things that I like about the movie is that she is trying to do that. However, you're also very clearly, very clearly making this a Donald Trump anagram. Uh, sure. And does he go to the certain extent... Is this something that makes the movie worse? No. There's loads other. There's loads of other stuff to do yeah. that. But <laughs> it, sure. it, there is something to making him do I think that he is a direct like representation of people like Donald Trump? Absolutely not. But there is like choices in the hair and stuff like that, which is all stuff that I really like. I Maxwell Lord is one of my favorite characters in the movie, if not my favorite one. Uh, Pedro Pascal, I think, is just an on fire in this moment running on all cylinders engine of an actor that can really do anything that you want him to do. And I think that um given his ethnicity as a human being and his and the choices that they have made in it are insanely inspiring that he is someone who because of his upbringing has always felt that he is less than but believes that he is worth everything, that he can do anything as long as he puts his mind to it. And he keeps trying and he's figured out this way that he can cheat the system. Like everyone else's skin color has allowed them to cheat it. I think that is an insane thing to have in a superhero movie. I love that. He like, he dyes his hair and he, he, and he, he dresses in a way that he thinks is going to make everybody appreciate him more. He loves his son very much, but is putting his work first. and, uh, and I'll just drop it right here. Uh, my favorite part of the movie, which is one of my favorite mo is which is my favorite moment of 2020, is when we are given the brief flashback of uh, Maxwell Lord and we see him growing up, getting hit by his dad, uh, having an abusive parent and, you know, kind of getting his heart broken. But there is a little moment where he's in this like really shitty like apartment Uh, or office complex and he's set up his black gold sign and he has a little table out there and he's like like fixing his tie and he fixes a piece of candy in the bowl because he's like really excited to start this business that he's that he's trying to do and i think it's one of the i'm literally getting goosebumps talking about it i think it's one of the best uses of that kind of third act twist to remind everybody that this character is a person and that the reason that they're doing things is because of things that were done to them and things that they've done. And that even this guy who's about to destroy the world in this really horrible, selfish way, completely just like blind to like the bad stuff that he's doing started off trying to build something good and, and be a good person and, 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 and fulfill the American dream to the point where he was like so proud of what he was doing that he's aligning the candy in the bowl that he's offering to the first people that are coming. I think it's an insanely sweet moment, and it fucking hit me just as hard as like you know the last fifteen seconds of soul did. And it's uh, I I absolutely love it. And so t- to go back to answering your question, um, I think everything he's evil enough. He's evil, <laughs> or he's at the appropriate. It's level. what he's trying to do is understandable some of the things that the movie decides to make him do again unneedingly you don't need to make him go over to israel and do that he can do something like that somewhere else anything else anything else uh is understandable and that's what makes it at the end when he just gives it up and runs away you're like okay uh that man should be arrested and he most likely will Um, And that's why stuff that follows doesn't make any sense. Like why the helicopter would fly him there, how he knew his son was there. It's all these things. Like, I think the big moments in this movie can work if you give them enough of a leeway, but no audience member is guaranteed to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's such huge asks of suspension of disbelief in this superhero movie. And, and again, like there are times where someone's just like, yeah, but how did this happen? And I am the first one to be like, bro, don't fucking think about it that hard. It's a, it's a, this kind of, movie. it's a star. It's not, the, it's a mark. It's like, it's, a, a it's not
1: the point kind of thing. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. In this movie, it is like, it's criminal. The shit. <laughs> They're just like, I don't fucking think about that. And I think, I think the funniest, one of the funniest ones is, is the plane sequence because oh. it, it's, it's like, it's like a domino effect of like, and not to jump too far, not to jump too quickly from your Max Lord. Uh, I mean if you wanna say, well, if I you
1: want to say something on I pretty much just gave my all on that because that was the thing that I was really going for. I apologize for I, talking I, not, for like no, five no, no, straight
0: no. minutes it's it's not so much that I want to uh, add it to it. I just think that you're correct and I think that and I think that's cool and I think that um he you know it, it's 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 always a good skill set you have to be able to kind of cut through a lot of what the film's bullshit is to actually find like you know that I, I would say that's a gem right that's like that's a diamond in the rough for this genie character in the movie mm-hmm. and it and it really works um, one of the most insane things the movie asks you to believe is the sequence where uh Gal Gadot and Diana Diana uh, Prince yes Diana Prince and the possessed body that is possessed by Steve what's his face? Steve
1: and Trevor and yeah.
0: uh, they take a car to go up, okay to a museum <laughs> where she flashes yes, her museum ba- it's not her museum that they go no to. it's no. no i don't think so it, cou- she it could be her, and it still wouldn't make any fucking sense but fucking sure does. she fl- she flashes her i work in museums badge mm-hmm. they let her in yes Then, no, hold on. Wait,
1: hold on. No, they let her in. No, 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 yes, they do. And but I want to retract what I just said. I thought it was a really funny joke. Whether she works there or not, I do believe that there is a 1984 Washington DC museum club, and I do think that. I do think that you if, are, if you she are inventing, showed, no.
0: shit if right she now, showed up and she was like,
1: "Yo, I, I, the, all the museums in DC are probably like in the same group," and it's like, "I have a friend that I want to show this, can I?" and they're like, "Yeah, sure, go on." It's closed anyway. I think that's fine. Okay,
0: she gets let in. <laughs> okay. There's a bunch of airplanes on display. Yes, there are. Even even the one that Steve really either he he didn't fly because he blew it up, I guess but one that he's just like, oh, I remember this one from when I was alive. I'm a zombie. And then he, then they find a fighter jet. They get into it. Mm. He almost immediately knows how to fly it, despite there being 40 years of developed airplane <clears throat> technology that has happened. Excuse me. 70 years. <laughs> 70 years. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's not World War II. It's World War One. Oh, yeah. 70, 70 mm-hmm. years of developed airplane tech that has happened. Mm-hmm. He's a good pilot, though, then, so... Sure. Then they start flying the plane. Yes. And despite being allowed to get this far... <clears throat> <laughs> they, they, someone... Mm-hmm. Someone who let the horse into the hospital is just like, we gotta get this thing out of here. <laughs> it's the, they're like, oh my god, someone's, someone's flying an, uh, an airplane. Which is not allowed. And I guess this is... The difference is it's not the museum people who were mad about the airplane leaving. It is people at an uh, uh, air traffic control station that are upset about it. So I'll give them that. They are upset. So then, they're flying the plane. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck, I forgot radar exists. I know radar exists. I forgot. The- in, in the heat of the moment, I forgot that radar exists.
1: As, as you do.
0: As you do. So then, Diana Prince, pulling an ace out of her sleeve almost literally she's doing she's doing some some thing with her hand and there's some wiggling she's, magic happening she's creating a
1: spirit bomb a, a kamehameha yep
0: a, a, a kamehameha and then she's like I will I'm gonna make the airplane invisible <laughs> <laughs> that an is ability. that
1: is what she that is what she <laughs> says
0: an ability that she explains away as well, my father, mm-hmm. a character that is like you have a what? Because I don't know how that operates in that in the world of Amazon. Yeah, I was led to believe that, all. that
1: the way that uh, that they're like that, like men gods come down and and uh, they just have an origin. What they just... they bed uh, some of the That's Amazonians? I like yeah. I don't know. Like I. That's a subject that I feel kind of iffy getting into as who I am. So I'm just kind of like I'm, okay, sure, yeah. yeah. It's an island full of I, women, I'm, of I'm course. I'm less trying
0: yes. to I'm less trying to understand the logistics of how women on Amazonia get busy, but more trying to understand the logistics of she knows who her father is. She knows this invisibility trick that he did. <laughs> it was to make a cup disappear surely will work on a plane she's never done it before but she's just like well now seems to be a good time despite her being at this point in the movie having her powers diminishing she does probably the craziest thing a super powered being could do in this moment yep and she makes the airplane disappear
1: and she does say she's like oh i can't do it all the time like this is like saved up power kind of thing right like
0: I don't think she says that. Well, she she should have. Did Um, she say that?
1: (laughs) And my main... So obviously it's a a callback. I want to just real quick. Please. A superhero whose entire point is that she's been around for 70 years, staying out of the limelight, not getting pictures taken of her because it's already been Meg Cannon in Justice League that... Yes. She has never been... They don't know that she exists. She's like this kind of... uh, She's just like this Blair Witch project. She's like like a spaghetti. Like you don't know like who she is. She's like a spaghetti. So she can't. So she can't be seen. <coughs> Did you hear what I just said right there? Yeah. Someone who has the ability to make anything that they want invisible, who has been around for seventy years and has absolutely zero connections to anybody, and is just kind of really pissed off that every time they try to do good, they have to break down cameras and everything in this new high-tech 1980s. Why didn't you fucking do that to a suit? Oh, you might ask. She doesn't have a suit to do it to. Ah-ah-ah-hem. Yes, she does. It shows up in the third act of this movie out of fucking nowhere. Just make that suit well, no, invisible.
0: It's, it's There's the Chekhov's golden suit Ugh. in the first act, or when we go to her apartment, and she's just like, oh, but yeah, my mother's suit... Ugh which I don't know how she actually got it. She got it
1: on eBay. I was going to make that a question for you, but then I was just like, she just got it. Fuck it. I don't care about that. Yeah. yeah." That could be, that could be the least. She got it. Sure. Yeah. I get it. She She got it. it. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Honestly, I'd, I'd rather, (laughs) I'd rather it just show up in her office in a single line of dialogue than them explain to me for three minutes. They're trying to tell me where the
0: fuck (laughs) they came from. Uh, you know, so so that's you know I do I, I like the fireworks part of the scene because um, it looks really cool. Uh, I like that it's a callback to her invisible jet. It is the it's the crazy, and then you want to talk about Gal Gadot's like wooden acting at times. Limit limit that,
1: limitations as an actor, yes.
0: That scene mm-hmm. is crazy talk. Yeah. That's some crazy gibberish insanity happening there. Yeah, I... Ironically, I just... Uh, Did you lose your mind watching and, it? I was losing my mind. Um,
1: coincidentally, ironically was not the word that I wanted to use. Coincidentally, More I just remembered that, um, I was on the the Wonder Woman Hot Takes episode with Jack last year, and that was... Yes. That was, uh, a very fun podcast because we just watched a great movie... In a uh, almost packed house theater where we were like two of maybe eight men in a room of like 350 people. It was very cool. Rock on. Um, And on that, I had said Gal Gadot is really good in this performance, except in this one scene. And it's a scene that's very similar to... And I might be misremembering this and people that listen... who care enough to check can correct me. I doubt they will. Um, I think I am correct in saying that like uh, the, the scene in the boat, like after they've like first kind of like escaped the Island, there's a scene in a boat where it's just like the two of them just kind of continuing their meat, their meat cuteness. Um, And that is the scene where it requires the most kind of just like dialogue transference between actor and actor in the entire movie, whether it be Wonder Woman and someone else, it's just that is just a very dialogue-heavy scene. And I remember being like, in that scene, it's like Gal Gadot just kind of doing her thing, where she's like, "Oh, the world is just like this twisted place." And I just thought that, you know, like like the waves of the ocean, uh, things would come and things would go back. Like saying like actual things poetry to sure. people, and you're just kind of like, eh, mm. I don't know but it makes sense because like she's supposed to be like an otherworldly type of person. And in this yeah. she's been living in, you know, America, I'd imagine for like 70 years.
0: Yeah, she knows how to be a person at this point. Yeah. You think. So yes. So, yeah. so yes. <laughs> uh,
1: her her talking uh, having just a straight up dialogue with Steve Trevor in this plane for about 3 minutes while fireworks are going off.
0: Um, did you know it was 4th of July before that scene by the way no and then the movie ends and it's Christmas well it jumps ahead a little bit yeah okay yeah I, I'm um, doing a quick I thing right now that. And, then she, and then she was like oh, I didn't know there was radar and it's 4th oh, of July.
1: it's 4th of July <laughs> the time to not be in the sky although I guess of it might course. be good for them because it's a holiday so some people might be off um I'm going to do a quick yes. thing real quick here mm-hmm. which might be really stupid but I really just want to check and see um what the weather was like in July 1984 in Washington looks like it was pretty much between oh yeah okay lows of 70 okay lows mm-hmm. of 70 and highs of 88 okay okay uh, so at one point she gives a homeless guy mm-hmm. Uh, some food and says to keep warm. In a in, in a season that is going, uh, the lows are um, oh, yeah, seventy. Yeah,
0: the whole movie's winter. Time people are wearing coats and scene. fur coats
1: and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I do not care about this as far as the movie. If the movie had no problems, I would bring this up as just a fun thing, and the movie would still be great. I'm just saying that. When she said it was 4th of July, I was like, wait a minute. Haven't we been, like, hasn't it been, like, Christmas the whole time? I thought this was, like, Christmas. God, fuck. Um, I think that there might be stuff in the mall, maybe, now that I'm trying to think about it, because I rewatched the mall scene.
0: I thought it was, like, Christmas time, though, in the mall. I thought it was uh, Christmas time in the mall, too. I don't know. The scene where she winks at the camera. Also, that scene's crazy, too. Okay. All right,
1: we're doing it. Okay. who, Who...
0: are these people yeah. I I then then like the robbing, idea of like
1: Batman style like wham bam bang thugs like we're just cool and stealing this thing
0: like I I I kind of like it too it's it's just such whiplash and also okay I mean so this is like the, that's a, this is like the second scene of the movie Jeez right?
1: Louise okay
0: this is like now we see where Wonder Woman is up to yeah the first scene of the movie of her doing the triathlon and then very reasonably taking it i was like yeah you take the shortcut you're like seven fucking years old and your horse ran away Mm -hmm. you're not cheating you're not cheating there's a slide just fucking take it and then there and then Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that scene is 12 minutes long
1: yep
0: and it's supposed to be teaching us what the moral of the movie this is. Yes. Is.
1: Well, it's teaching us what one of the morals of the movie is.
0: Which is to not take shortcuts? Yes.
1: That is very clearly from a screenwriter's standpoint.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, me and, me and you have
1: studied screenwriting. This yes. is an opening scene in a movie. It's not... It, it doesn't end with the rising action or the climax. This is outside of that. 15, 15 minutes from incident, now that It's not happen. the inciting incident, yes. though. This is a... This is a stage setting, so you know the whole okay. rule for our listeners. Like uh, on page fifteen, that's when your inciting incident happens. If you have a scene like this, that pushes that up because this is setting the the tone of the theme. And then fifteen minutes after this ends, that's when the inciting incident happens, which is when. The Wishing Stone Monkey's Paw is introduced. That's the inciting incident. Which is, yes, that's the inciting incident. Yes. This suggests that the movie is going to be about Diana herself needs to learn that you can't take shortcuts. Now, does this. Yeah. N- no. <laughs> Diana wishing on a rock that her boyfriend would come back is not a shortcut.
0: No. There are no no shortcuts to miracles. They just happen. If you want the the miracle. The overall theme of the movie, the movie returns to this idea with everyone else. It does. Wishing. That there are no certain things. They're they're treating the idea that wishing for
1: something because it can magically just happen is a shortcut.
0: Yes. There are far more interesting ways to do that. Yes, yes. But what she does in that opening scene is not the same as. She's in a triathlon against people who are like three times her age. Yeah, but like I and she's good and she's fine. I get like, I I get t- it.
1: I get it. She didn't. She okay, should. She should okay, have okay, stayed on the listen, track. Listen. That's how triathlons work. You can't take a shortcut. But
0: if she if she was still on her horse, yeah, and then saw the shortcut and then jumped off her horse to take the shortcut, mm-hmm. doesn't that make a little bit more sense as to why it's like well? You had yes. it in you to win. You were going to win. Well, and yeah, and all you had to do is
1: do it. Is keep going. They're definitely proposing the idea that, you know, she fucked up and is now not on her horse, so she takes this shortcut that thinks it will help her out, and it doesn't, just in the same way that, like, you know, she fucked up back in 1917 and she got her boyfriend killed, and now... Yeah. uh she just kind of wished cause she was holding a rock that like, Oh boy, I still wish I had my boyfriend and now he's back. And it's just like, no, you got to get rid of that. Cause it makes you a bad person that you wished for that. And it's like, wait, it doesn't hold why? on. Yeah. It's why it's the movie. Why? The movie is trying to talk about selfishness again, which is what, one of the things that I think is very interesting about it. It's talking about selfishness yeah. from the point of view of these three characters Uh, Diana Barbara and Maxwell like and I I love that they are positioning them in ways that sure we've seen before like Maxwell Lord is is like this kind of like Wall Street type you know Charlie Sheen type character that we've seen before Barbara is like we said a lot like Selena Kyle and uh, you know and Diana in this movie is doing the same thing that Tobey Maguire Spider Man did in Spider-Man 2 that Christopher Reeves Superman did in Superman 2 like We've seen these things before and they're trying to build them all together into these ideas of selfishness. First off, Spider-Man 2 already did this perfectly. Leave selfishness alone in superhero movies for another 20 years. He did it perfect. You're not going to do it better than that. Calm the fuck down.
0: Well, it's it, ha- it has been 20 years.
1: No, 20 more 20. years from now. Uh, from now give it 25th this movie doesn't need to be uh the matrix it needs to be fucking indiana jones like you wait 40 years until this thing is is good to go
0: yeah because the other characters i i guess what the movie's trying to say is that when when she realizes that she will not be powered enough Uh, again, she won't be powerful enough to stop any of this stuff. A thing that she doesn't ultimately need to do any of the things she does by the end of the movie. Which is not a lesson, I think. No. It, it's, okay. Because she, 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 she defeats the villain of the movie, not with her powers. Just by talking to him. Yes. Just by talking to him. which is, which, which is cool. Um, which is cool. But... She didn't need her powers to do it. Yes. Did she need her powers to fight... Um, Cheetah, yes. The Cheetah Girls? Yes. The Cheetah
1: Girls? Uh, yes.
0: The Cheetah Girls? I... I, I it seemed like she probably needed... Also that... Come on. I'm jumping around. Come on. That scene where she zaps the Cheetah Girl. Or oh, where she like
1: drowns her in electrocuting water? It,
0: it kills her. And I was yeah. like... I was just like... Did they just... I was, I was the shocked Pikachu meme. I was like, did they just kill... <laughs> It's like, pretty intense what they do. I like okay.
1: I was the shocked Pikachu okay. meme when Gal Gadot like <laughs> has sex with this guy. <laughs> yeah. When Chris Pine, like, I'm like, they're going to explain this by the end, right? Because this is not cool. Like well, this I was, is I was not, not totally, cool.
0: I was not totally convinced that Chris Pine was... <laughs> I I thought the guy turned into Chris Pine. Um, And then he was looking at himself in the mirror post-coitus. And he's like, yeah, I look like this fucking guy. And I was like, oh, that's really um,
1: weird. (laughs) It's an extremely weird thing.
0: And it's like weird. They don't need to do the
1: guy, the guy, the host, the hostman. Everything that we're about to talk about for the next like, At least three minutes. I want to devote at least three minutes to this. Please. Everything we're about to talk about, no matter how ridiculous or crazy it might sound, did not need to be a thing to be discussed by just making him come back. Just make him come back. Everything else in the movie operates the exact same way. No one knows who Steve Trevor is. No one would recognize him. No one would give a shit. And the same thing ends
0: with him just being like, you gotta let me go, dude. Like, I gotta go. Okay? Yeah. They do, like, some weird Phil Metal Alchemist rules where it's just like, oh, you need the material or, like, oh, fuck. Who is this guy? Does he have a job? Is he,
1: does he have a girlfriend? Who is his family? He's an engineer. Oh. Yeah. Well, guess what? He just lost his fucking job because he didn't show up to work for a week straight. Name me an, en- yeah. <laughs> Name me an engineer that can not show Name up to <laughs> work for a week in 1984 <laughs> if you're really, I mean, if you're really wouldn't lose good at his job, huh? I know a couple engineers. I'm going to ask them. I'm going to be like, hey, if you didn't show up... If you were possessed... If you weren't possessed... He's, po- he's possessed. He's possessed. In the movie. And he's she is physically... The act of sex is a physical act the things that make it so special are the emotions (laughs) that are involved with that so yes she is having she is making love to chris pine she is having sex with this man who is unaware that she listen we are not the two people that talk about this type of shit happening in movies in this specific way. But sure, well. it is fucking weird that they would, again, choose, choose to do this, this when they route. didn't this have route. to. They didn't have to do it. Or were they yeah. like, well, they got to fuck somewhere. What are they going to do? Just go back to her
0: apartment? Yes. Just have them go back to her apartment. Yeah. yeah. Why doesn't like? I thought I thought the watch. I thought the watch was going to like. Oh God! There's there's so many different ways it could have brought him back. It's one of the. and it's one so of. The, and one of them please. could have just been he poofs. He in. poofs in. That's all you have to do.
1: That's. Do you remember that moment where uh they uh in absolutely zero aggressive ways just like pop a wall into existence between Israel and Palestine? Do you remember when they do that? Well, there's
0: gr- there's ground there first, so they use ground to up. Uh,
1: fine use the watch like you just said that's a perfect example
0: yeah. the watch yeah. is like shown there and
1: it's like oh he just grows out of the watch
0: have the, have the watch reverse like go back in time and yeah. then it kind of and then he starts to come. Mm-hmm. Like any, and then any maybe
1: thing. he's got like some weird any, like you know no pun intended ticks from the watch where it's like he kind of sure. he was built from the watch so every now and then he's just like it's 12 o'clock and she's like what and he's like sorry
0: sorry <laughs> yeah just <laughs> think, do shit like that I like just, that movie already yeah whatever like any, any fucking thing I don't know it's crazy. We it's we in uh, the mall. We've been, we been, we been in the.
1: We've been in the. I don't know what the fuck is this stage in this podcast for a while. We haven't been in I one of these it's in just, a bit. It's,
0: it's a fun place to be, but it is you know we might be d- drunk off the uh, the insanity of the movie.
1: It's a wild movie, but I do still like a lot of the goofy shit that they do. Um, one last note on the uh, uh, Steve Trevor being in an innocent man's body. Uh, the, they're trying to, I will believe them when they say that they were trying to make a play
0: on like the body swap comedy of the 80s. I think that's what other people are positing, or that's what people are, are, are gifting the movie, people who enjoy body it. Body
1: swap movies have been around since before the 80s. Were they big in the 80s? I would argue they weren't bigger than they were in the 90s. So this, also, this ain't a swap. This is, and it's also not a body swap. Um, you <laughs> never pos- see it's a possession. <laughs> like you, he is. We know that we know from the ending that he. And I swear to God, we will stop talking, why about, this. We'll stop talking about. Why this didn't they minute. make him a we'll pilot? Why didn't they make him a pilot? We'll stop talking about this in one why minute. Why do
0: they make? Why does he have to be an engineer? Making him a pilot.
1: He obviously doesn't remember Diana because he shows up at the end when the movie turns into a scene from Love yeah, Actually the, for like two minutes. The
0: insane outfit. Yes. Um Yeah.
1: So that means that he's like. He's not like get outed. It's not like he's like in a void watching what yeah. this guy's doing. He's literally just turned off. He's asleep. That is such a bucked up. A dark thing to put in your your lighthearted goofy movie about 80s American selfishness that again you did not
0: need to put in there. No. I didn't ask for that shit. Nobody wanted it. I didn't ask for that shit. I don't want that. Diana. Get that shit out of here. Diana, it's me. What? What it's What are me? you fucking talking about? What are or? you fucking talking about? You insane? And then she just knows. And then the movie uses the device of like, oh, well, because she knows. Now we, the audience, sees him as Chris Pine. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um. What else you got, man? Do you think we're we're wrapping up? I promise. Uh, do you think if the movie leaned more into like this? Do you think if the movie leaned more into either direction? I'm not even sure there's a tug of war happening here. As I as I often say about movies that are a little hard to identify genre wise, but do you think if this movie at least leaned even harder into its like 80s nostalgia? Do you think it would have had more of a fighting chance? Or, I, I mean, I think realistically, I think the, the thing we keep coming back to is the movie just needs to be kind of streamlined, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I'd be more interested in what you have to say about that
1: before. Like, you, I, I have a weird thing with nostalgia. I wrote that piece on nostalgia where I was like, I think yeah. using nostalgia in movies is absolutely fine. I think it's the exact same thing as, like, using the military. Like, you're you're presenting in this idea where it's like, well, we all know what the military is. Right. So just use yeah. that. It's like, but the military I mean, I, I in movies using, is different yeah. just as eighties is different in movies. And it wasn't real life. You know,
0: I mean, I don't have a problem using anything in movies as long as it's done well. Right. Um, like I, I watch a movie to see what the quality of it is, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I like the movie despite the quality of not being there. Uh, this is not one of them. Yeah. Um, I think actually, now, and now like you just kind of made me realize like it, the movie isn't really
1: focused in on the '80s because of the nostalgia factor. I think it's because of like the Reagan, the Reaganomics of the whole thing. the the yeah. The early '80s were like the prime of American selfishness. It was like. It was it was just yeah. like the the bloat of our materialism.
0: Sure. The the capitalistic, you know. Yeah. And then you show the
1: president I mean, and you like, don't make him Ronald Reagan and it doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: That was fucking weird. I guess he's Why Reagan-esque. So, Reagan? so, you know, you don't have to. He's white. You don't, have I don't to fucking know. He's a white guy. Yeah. Is he? Is he Reagan-esque? I don't know. It's weird that he's not just Ronald Reagan. 'Cause he's not. Given he's everything not else Ronald in the movie. Reagan. No, yeah. no, he's a ginger little fuck Because I'm I watching the boy. movie and me as like a thirty-four
1: year old boy, I'm like, we're in nineteen eighty four, and they're talking about the president. Oh, they're talking about Ronald Reagan, right. And then they go to see and I'm it. like, <laughs> That's not supposed to be
0: Ronald Reagan, is it? Not even a little bit. I don't think so. And I get like, you know, you and it it, it gets confusing only because the movie invites the movie that's like, oh, this takes place in the eighties? It's about the 80s. The DC 80s. And then you see this character who was the president in the 80s and it's not Ronald Reagan. So it's like. Which
1: I mean, like, that's another thing that superhero movies do all the time, which is like, they're just like, you know, William Sadler sure. is the president in Iron Man 3 and I'm, I'm, but I'm it's here like, for but it. But it's
0: like because they and I'm and I'm here for that, too. But it's because it's it takes place in the now. Yeah. So it's a lot, it's, that's an easier, it's the same thing, but it's the pills a lot easier to swallow than when you're doing something that's like nostalgia sure. fueled, or at least like it, it takes place in the, nostalgia or not, it takes place in the past and, and the movie is at least for a little bit kind of obsessed with 80s culture before it like kind of really just throws it away. Yeah, you get a couple part. nods and fanny pack stuff, which
1: in a better movie, I would Attribute tribute to the positives. I'd be like, yeah. oh, it doesn't, it doesn't like
0: stick queen. on the 80s stuff yeah. too much. That's cool. When he's trying on the outfits, I like that. But yeah, I mean, I think the only thing I think it's weird that like the 80s scene of it is like, it's like barely set dressing. It's like there's the scene in the mall that's really weird and she winks at the camera. I thought that was all strange. Mm-hmm. And so she says shush to the girl for what reason? Don't talk about me. But everyone saw her do it. It's her
1: being like... St- like snitches get stitches, yeah. I was like, well, she's like, "Don't fucking." With you, good. <laughs> Say shit. Well, um, because this is the this is the major issue that I was going to say to the end, and I'd imagine that this is. I think we're. I'm there. looking around the room, <laughs> and I think this is the end. We haven't. Yeah, I mean, we you haven't made
0: good talk about this movie for a long.
1: Time we we before, haven't posted but. a hot takes that's been longer than an hour and a half in a long time, and it it's getting very close to that on this one. Uh, yeah, with a movie, movie that we really... Did. But that's the thing. It's like, when we like something, we're just like, this is why I like it. Isn't this cool? Oh, yeah, that's great. I love it it's when good. movies do this. This is what makes it so special. Okay, well, it's very good to talk to you guys. Have a very good one. Bye. Bye. With a movie like this, you're yeah. just like, I've been waiting for this movie for like two years and this is what I got? It just feels it's like crazy. taking it apart a little bit. And again, there's, mo- there's parts in this movie that I really like.
0: But... It's just you know we we've seen blockbuster movies like this kind of kind of hit for the most sure. part. I mean not I mean not this year because there's been none. Sure. Right, so maybe we just kind of. I mean out. that's the other um, thing to take into account is like yeah. it's
1: this and Tenet are like the ones the ones like if you really want to count both, like Birds of Prey and Sonic of like, of
0: Sonic yeah. like,
1: Son- yeah. Birds of Prey and Sonic of the Hedgehog. You know Sonic <laughs> Sonic, Sonic, <laughs> of the Hedgehogs. Sonic of the Hedgehog yeah. Sonic of the
0: Hedgehog. I mean, it's it's funny, like, Tenet and Wonder Woman get brought up because, like, both movies are, I mean, at least in my opinion, like, they're both, like, just, they're kind of messy. Tenet is a little bit messy because it's, like, um, it's way down, it's it's crushed under the weight of its own genius. Uh, this movie might be crushed under the weight of its own, cons- like, ambitions. I don't know. Like,
1: I, I'd say that about both of them. I was just trying to, I, I think yeah. that the problem with both of them is that they're... Their, 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 their scope of ambition is just like so high, but they're just like not, it's all at a script level. Like Tenet's main thing is yeah. like, I don't understand what's happening enough. I don't need to understand yeah. fully. I get that. That's the point. I need to know a little bit, just a, a little tiny crumb more of what's going on to yeah. care about what's happening and Wonder Woman Don't just tell me just
0: don't yeah. tell me. I don't have another conversation explaining yeah. it. Just try to communicate another yeah. way. Uh um, it's
1: it yeah. Wonder Woman is or Wonder Woman 1984 rather as a movie is just doing a lot of things all at once. Trying to piece them all together towards this theme that they're trying to go for, which is like, kind of rudimentary around selfishness. And I don't think it works because it's kind of just doing a little bit too much at once and trying to get their action stuff in there. Like you said, it's the perfect way to, to state it. This movie is trying to have its cake and eat it too. It's trying to yeah. be this bombastic superhero sequel with action scenes. That is a sequel to a movie that is beloved with a character that is beloved while also trying to do these really like fun, goofy uh, caricatures of what movie superhero movies used to do 40 years ago about how life was 40 years ago. And maybe it's still like that today. And it's just not really linking up, you know?
0: No, it's um, yeah, it's a weird little movie. It doesn't totally sync up. Uh we didn't talk about Kristen Wig at all. she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Kristen Wig is good. I think that
1: she's much better in dramatic roles. Uh, yeah. slightly uh com- dramatic roles that are slightly elevated by a comedic persona are kind of her go-to. That is not to say that I, mean, I don't she, think that she's she, funny, but like yeah. I much prefer a Kirsten Wig skeleton twins than a Kirsten Wig, you know, uh sure. Adventureland, which are both I mean, she, movies that I love. She doesn't
0: need to be in this movie at all. No. You cut her out of this they movie. Need, the they need they need
1: her they need they need Diana to fight someone, and Maxwell Lord is not she, a fightable character. Fight you have to have an action scene. Yeah. yeah, at the end. You have to.
0: Yeah, well, they gave us one. She murdered her. I wish. (laughs) that I I can't get over that scene. Um, But she's not dead. What did you think? She's not dead. No, I know. She survived. She made it. No one dies despite getting electrocuted Mm -hmm. underwater, (laughs) which would also electrocute you Wonder Woman, but it's fine. Um, What did you think of the post-credits scene with uh, the OG, W.W.? Cool. Fine. I thought it was cool, too. Yeah, it was weird just because it's like, so. so I mean, so it, why it, does it happens, why does your daughter
1: know where you are? It happens at <laughs> like the worst possible moment, which is after I've watched Wonder Woman 1984. So <laughs> I wasn't exactly in the best mood when I watched it, but I was like, oh, yeah, I can I can appreciate this. Yeah, that's cool. nice. Linda Carter, great. It's as Good.
0: cool, it's it's as cool as the invisible fighter jet. All right. All right. Uh so, All right. I wait, think, no, uh, no no no. Wait. So I what you what, you, want, I, you
1: got I bored? wanted to finish I wanted to finish uh what I had started about like 8 minutes ago, but we went on a tangent. Um My oh, bad. No, no, it's fine. Uh
0: <laughs> Did you want to talk about Star Wars and stuff? No.
1: We'll have plenty of time for that on every other podcast that we do Every this other year. podcast. We got we more do. than enough yeah. to talk about with this. Um I was going to say uh one of the main issues that this movie kind of has against it that really sucks and it's not its fault and honestly it's not really a major issue but I thought I'd love to hear your thoughts on it is um the way DC the DCEU has been like putting these movies out um is really hard for some of these Has created a very specific challenge for a lot of these directors and storytellers to try to tell these certain stories because when Wonder Woman came out, we had already seen Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman DOJ, BVS DOJ as we as we call it on this podcast. Yes, Um, We had already seen her uh, Wonder Woman. So then we go back to 1917, but we're given we're not given a lot of Wonder Woman in BVS DOJ. So they're allowed to really do whatever they want with Wonder Woman back in 1917. Kind of in the same way. It's like when we first got Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, we didn't know anything about Captain America. They could just build out whatever they want with Cap back in World War II and then spring them up. Then we got yeah. Justice League. And that showed us a lot more, Diana. And I remember on our podcast when we did Justice League as part of Batarang, check it out, dear listener, um, that the Wonder Woman that was kind of like a monstrosity of Zack Snyder's intentions and Joss Whedon's pickups was completely different from the Wonder Woman that not only we saw in... BVS DOJ, but the Wonder Woman, more importantly, that we saw in Patty Jenkins' 1917 movie. Now, 1917 gets swept aside. It's been a hundred years. Totally get it. And BVS DOJ, we only saw her very briefly. She wasn't doing all that much. There's really no character there. So fine. So Justice League Wonder Woman is how... Diana is in 2020. Now. In this yeah. in this DC universe, how she is. Coming so close with 1984, being only like under 40 years away from like what they're talking about in Justice League, the character is not allowed to do certain things because it wouldn't make sense to what the character's already done in these two movies that we've seen that take place 40 years from now. We know in BVS DOJ, that there are no pictures of her. There are no images because hmm. um, Batman is the greatest detective in the world because he found a picture of her like with a bunch of Civil War people or something. I don't fucking know what the fuck's yeah, going on. I don't fucking know. Um, she, he found a Photoshop. Yeah, he found like her like with yeah. the Howling Commandos or whatever. And hmm. DC is doing its own thing and in no way ripping off Marvel in any way. They've never even seen any Marvel no. movies. They have no idea. No. It just, I oh, I just feel like I wanted your thoughts on as the DCEU is attempting to create this version of everything that they're doing and it's falling apart magnificently. And I don't mean that in a positive way. I just mean like this is... It's all falling apart in a way that is very entertaining to watch, even if I really want good DC movies. I'm not rooting against DC. I just...
0: Yeah.
1: This is a, a shit show. The Ray Fisher stuff has hit the fan uh, in both directions, and I don't even know who to believe anymore, but it... Well, I mean, they're they're not working with either of them, so... It's fucking crazy. So, it is interesting that we have these two installments of Wonder Woman, uh, no matter how big or small they might be, that have happened in the past, like, four years, timeline wise, and then we are getting these glimpses of her 40 years ago, and the movie seems to be trying to it seems to be trying to do certain things to keep up with that. She's destroying security cameras. She's going, shush, snitches get stitches to, like even start, little gr- to even little girls. I'll come. I'll come I'll, back. I will fucking yeah. find you. And I can I that's can good. do this to grown men.
0: I'll Imagine. snap
1: you like a fucking twig. I, that's what that means, <laughs> right? Like she's like, don't talk. Don't say shit. Um, I'll break you like the cheetah guy. yeah she's like an Oz like a character from Oz like she's yeah. just like no fucking put a spoon
0: so what is what is the future for Wonder Woman maybe is that what yeah,
1: more like what's the future for the DCEU what's the I'm name? interested in like what is your idea of like what's going on in the DCEU right now because obviously this movie was released understanding that they know where Wonder Woman's gonna be in 40 years and they seem to be trying to play along with that but like also like didn't she talk to everybody on the planet at the end of the movie? Like, didn't they all hear her voice? Like, isn't that the point it's of your, that? They didn't see her face. See face I get face, that, though. but wouldn't everybody be like, who was that woman? Who inspired that, us that to one, That Wonder it's... Woman. Uh, I mean, it's such a cataclysmic. Is, wait, is that why she's called Wonder shattering... Woman? Because they're like, I wonder who, Ooh, that, woman wonder was who was that woman
0: was. Who that woman that... is? I mean, she. I mean, she's wearing such a flashy costume for someone who's trying to be incognito, and I like the costume. I like. The, I, I like, like the, the costume
1: good. too. It looks really good. I like the colors.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, I don't think that WW eighty four was made with the DCU in mind. I think that that had already fallen apart when this movie was in development. Mm. Um. Cause. That's That's been kind of all fucked up for a while now. I think. We also know that Wonder Woman uh, 3 and 4 are happening. Which makes me think that they're going to work their way back to now times. And it basically will wipe away what we've seen of her in these other movies. I think Zack Snyder says he has no plans to make any more uh, DC movies. Thank God. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we know that the Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint, which could be their gateway into explaining to the fans how multiple realities and dimensions work. That would be a very easy way to do it. It's also talking about bringing back Keaton, um, which is. I mean, I'm, I'm here. I'm Fuck here for God. it. Yes, I don't fucking. They're know. It's, just, weird. it's really weird just thing ripping to do. Off
1: Marvel at every fucking turn. Oh, yeah, it is oh, insane,
0: yeah. man. I mean, and it just sucks cuz like I in in hear me out, man. What they did with Joker, a movie I don't fucking like, but what they did with Joker, I kind of wish they would just do with all of their properties where it's just like just make you cannot chase the goat right now. The great the, the whole linked universe, expanded universe thing that's happening, you can't catch up. You're fucked. Cuz like, you started running They shot the gun at the at the starting line and then he tripped like kind of instantly. It's like the most popular kid at school
1: shows up with this shirt that he got. And everybody likes this shirt. And everyone's talking about this shirt and everyone's like, Yo, your shirt is so cool. This is great. And he's like, Oh, thanks, you know, like I I saw it and I thought it would be really cool. I'm glad you guys all really like it. And then three days later, like one of like the weird kids in school, like shows up with the shirt. And everyone's like, What are you doing? Like what are you doing? And he's just like, Oh, they they had the shirt on like you would like that right like you like uh, you like extended universes and stuff like I just I yeah. just got You're it like I, I just got it and they're like and everyone's yeah. like no that's not the point it's like he was the first to do it that's what made it fun and he's like oh, well well what about like multiverse stuff and like I- I've been I- I've been doing multiverse stuff on my TV shows for a while and, like right I could do that now like no but they did it like in the they're doing it in the why are you doing that now they just they just started doing that and they're like ah, <laughs> It's DCEU is the shark's tale of Marvel's finding Nemo. It's like, guys, (laughs) you're fucking, you're fucking around and you're stealing shit. It's the ants of bugs life. It's like, you guys are stealing their shit. Just calm down. Do your own thing.
0: And I think they could do their. And again, like, like something, and again, like I really don't like, I've said it before. I don't like the Joker movie, but like what it's doing in the, in the big picture of what DC could do with their properties I am. Into, 100% agree.
1: I'm yeah,
0: on both I'm both accounts. That, like just, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, you have access to all of these intellectual properties. Why not just make these one-off kick-ass movies that are just, that can just exist on their own and then make it fun when you recast a Batman for your Green Lantern movie, when you recast a Batman, like just do that. And I think it's because a lot of people put so much weight on the casting of these characters and because there's something to be said about making it like this person's the face of this character. Like we're getting Robert Pattinson and I'm really into that. But there was a time where it made more sense to put all your eggs in a basket. It's like Ben Affleck's the Batman for the next five or ten years. And and it it makes sense to like have the face. We've had Tom Holland as Spider-Man for like a really long time now. And for a lot of people, he's Spider-Man. You know, but we've also kind of seen cracks in that logic as well, where with things like multiverse movies and stuff like that, where they're like, well, everyone really loves Tom Holland Spider-Man, but now a lot of people are having nostalgia for Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and and want to see some of these characters see each other again. So, you know, I, for me, like, it's not so sacred, you know, where I'm like, yeah, I'll take, I'll take a million different Batmans, I don't really fucking care. But I think that, I, I wish that the DC films going forward which will try to do more one-off like you know their franchises are not connected to anything we're telling our own story and i think it'd be cool like tell a batman movie with robert battinson and just make it that's the batman series and then have a green lantern movie and that's the green lantern movies it's just hard when you have things like justice leagues and and in the comic books these characters communicate a lot even in batman medals like they're all hanging out you know like it's the comic books that these properties are based off of, all these characters, typically they hang, you know, like they they chill, and I I don't really know. It's such a mess because if they just copied it correctly, uh then we'd be kind of in a cool place with it, I guess, you know. But they they did a kind of a piss poor job, and they they bet on the wrong horse, you know. Some people don't feel that way, Um and those people are entitled to their opinion. But yeah, I I, I think. I think what they're going to do, I think Flashpoint is the next movie that will make the idea of having standalone one-off superhero movies in the DC canon more palatable to some fans. Because it validates the Snyder guys and it validates people like me who don't really... He's who's like, who's like, you can give me whatever I want, but I'm kind of like confused when you do things like in this Wonder Woman movie that's kind of counterintuitive to what you've presented to us with the same actress in the other movies. So... So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think no matter what, though, it's just kind of a fucking mess. And again, you have to respect Marvel and Disney for just making something that just fucking makes sense. It's such a well-oiled machine with so few cogs out of whack. Like, they're coming out with this WandaVision show with these two obscure characters who aren't really all that obscure. They feel like main characters and they don't even have that much screen time. That's incredible. That's you that's crazy. And it's vision and Scarlet Witch. Like like that like you cannot look at that and not say that's impressive and not and not kind of like praise it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Where D C can barely fucking get us to watch Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. And that's you know that they just put just out just there it. for free. Yeah. You know, like, that's just, that's just kind of it. And, uh, and, and again, we see Marvel really trying to reinvent the wheel the more it goes. That new Batman movie with Ron Pattinson, I bet you it's gonna kick ass. I bet it's gonna be a Batman movie. Yeah. That new, that new don't have I don't know know what the fuck that is. They don't need it. They don't don't need it. Yeah. And that's fine. And yeah, if it's just gonna be a Batman movie, it's like, well, yeah, that's kind of refreshing at this point. So, you know, we'll see. And I think, you know, with the Marvel stuff, all those characters just communicate with each other so well that I'm, like, here for it. And, you know, there was a long time where I had that criticism, especially when the movie, like, Logan would come out, where it's, like, you know, when different studios have access to different IPs like this, you can get something like Logan. When Wolverine's eventually a part of, you know, the MCU, like, you're not gonna... Maybe necessarily get that but what they're doing with tv is kind of proving me wrong you know where it's just like i mean this stuff is really fucking out there and weird like so yeah. who knows who knows man and, it, and that could still you know we we don't know a ton about their TV. we know a lot about their tv plans but it hasn't yet come to fruition so we will see what that means um and to say you know and there's some things that dc do that really hit like like birds of prey really hits it's still trapped in, in its continuity though where you have to be like, yeah, it does a good job breaking away from it, but I'm still like kind of confused as an audience member, or a casual audience member. It's just like, so is this the Suicide Squad sequel? And then they're rebooting Suicide Squad, and that's even more confusing. Well, that, so, Birds of Prey yeah, is
1: the most you know? Joker-esque of the DCEU movies, because it is the one that's sure. very much removed from everything else that I think worked out. Like we liked it because we were just like, yeah. this is like a solid story that's happening in this. Yeah movie that I'm watching. Like, it's not too... And that's not to say, like, that's a problem that Wonder Woman 1984 has, which it is not. The movie has tons of its own problems. It doesn't need to rely on the issues of being connected to an extended universe because, again, it is just 40 years disconnected. And I agree with you that I would imagine Patty Jenkins is going to make a third one that'll take place just before whatever was supposed to be happening in um the BVS DOJ and Justice League and all that JL as as it's known JL um yeah. and then she'll walk and she'll be like now you can do whatever you want with the character i'd imagine Gal Gadot is probably signed on to do at least 10 of these movies and more power to her for it
0: yes yeah i mean yeah i don't know i mean we know patty Jenkins going to is going to do that rogue squadron movie um I'm curious to see her attached to another Gargantuan property. I, I, you know, the thing is with me, and I want Patty Jenkins movies to be good. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in her. I don't want that shit to be bad. No, I don't want this any. This is to be the bad. only. This is, with you. you this know, movie like, is the only thing that I've
1: seen of Patty Jenkins that I don't like. Um, yeah. and I like her thumbprints that are on it. Um, and I think it's just a misfire, and that's
0: fine. Directors are allowed to have that. They can have yeah. it, you know. I think it's. I think it's a really. Any, you know, if you're gonna have a misfire trying to do something really ambitious, like hey, exactly, man, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's not the worst. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, as, as these uh, as the biggest genre or subgenre in the world continues to evolve, we'll see what ch- shapes and sizes it takes. I mean, it seems right now DC's kind of trying to do the same thing and just kind of hitting their head against the wall. And I think they're gonna have some success. I mean everything after but, all the but Marvel's Marvel's changing. I mean they're like the thing about Marvel is that they they are doing things that are radically different. They're taking risks.
1: Yeah, because they've got the clout to do it now. Like they can literally it's... do whatever they want. They've after Endgame they're just like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. Like that's the thing with Marvel movies is like there hasn't been a bad like an actually honest to goodness bad Marvel movie. In years because they've got their formula down. They're like McDonald's. It's like, listen, like it's, it's not like, you know what you're going to get. So they've already created that brand where it's like, you know what you're going to get. So even the stuff that doesn't work for you as much as it might for everybody else that makes you not like the movie as one or the other. You're still like, I got what I wanted out of it. It was maybe not as good as these other ones that I saw, but it's like, it's, it's good. Endgame is not my type of movie at all, but I liked it because I was like, that's, I knew what the movie was going in. Marvel has clearly yeah. defined like what their brand is at that point. And I'm really excited for them to reset and go to smaller solo stories like Black Widow and Eternals and stuff like that, even though Eternals is yeah. probably going to be this grand bombastic thing. And it's just like with DCEU well, I'm just like yeah. I'm not really interested in everything they I mean that's not true like I the James Gunn Suicide Squad I am very much into
0: I want to see it yeah, but that's I mean, the outlier and
1: the you know the Matt Reeves Batman, Batman. doesn't count as far as I'm concerned cuz there's been no link that it is connected to the DCEU in any way
0: No I mean I think they're I think they're doing like an HBO show that takes place in the world of the Batman movie but again that like who gets? Uh, you know, I I doubt that's necessary viewing. we we'll Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see. You know, I I think DC doesn't have the clout yet to do whatever the fuck it wants, but you know, it does have other like. I really like the Harley Quinn show, the cartoon on uh, HBO Max. Yeah. I think it's awesome. It's so good, and it's because it's kind of like a procedural, like uh, funny. It it's almost it reminds me of like BoJack Horseman. Um, there's like an overarching thread, but each episode, like, Harley Quinn's trying to get into a different adventure, and you see all these characters that are very familiar in different lights. And for me, it's just like, you know, like, I, I almost wish we got to see more stuff like that. And, and DC, you know, I haven't watched all of DC's animated fairs. I know some are, are better than others. So, you know, they'll keep doing that. But, you know, the, the state of, of their property is like, I don't think it's so dire where it's like they're fucked. I think as long as superheroes are in, they can keep throwing throwing paint on the wall, but like, it would, it, it'd be nice to see them really hit, you know? And like, it, it, it Wonder Woman just kind of stings, I think, a little bit hard, because, you know, Shazam was kind of okay, you, you start to see the ship maybe turning in a certain direction, I think it really started with Aquaman, where Aquaman's just like, hey, this is not the dour, super serious Snyder movie you're used to. This is not a good movie, but it is, it's something is starting to change behind the scenes, Then you get Shazam, you're like, it has a lot of the problems that a lot of these DC movies have, but it also has a lot more character and charm than they have. And then you get Birds of Prey and you're just like, it's not really well received by wide audiences, but it's probably the best received critically. And it's really like something that is bold. And then you also have Joker, which, you know, you can't not talk about. And Joker is is one of the biggest movies of the last few years and, and was met with... Uh, Conversation and critical acclaim. I mean, that's kind of oh, well, well I, I guess uh, awards acclaim. It got, it got a standing ovation at that uh, that one award ceremony. So, you know, but the thing it, it had impact, it made yes. impact, you know, and like, and that's that's not something you'd say about a lot of the Marvel movies, they don't get standing ovations at the art show. Things. But also, is Joker suspect? is technically not yes.
1: DCEU, you know, so it's like, yeah, exactly. That's so, that's not that's outside of the that's outside of the conversation. Until they bring yeah. it into the DCEU, which is maybe what they're trying to do with
0: their multiverse ripoff thing. Sure, they've gone back and forth with saying what the you know whether Joker's a one off or not. I you know what, they'll make even, another even one if they I have, have
1: to. to, to it, they made too much fucking money, on it.
0: made so much fucking yeah. money, and the people that I are involved before, like, in uh, Joker
1: yeah. don't give a fucking shit. They're no. not art. They have no artistic integrity. They're just like that's the air that was put on there. They're like it's a one-off. We're very solid on telling the story, and it, 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 they yeah. will make a Joker 2 in a fucking heartbeat for the amount of money that they're I going mean, is, to offer them. Is the
0: money? Is the money green? Exactly.
1: Right? Yeah. Like is it as green as Joker's but... hair
0: that he <laughs> that, <laughs> that he died? Okay, we'll see. we shall see well Mike it's been a very very fun long conversation almost as long as Wonder Woman yeah we gotta get out before it's as long
1: as Wonder Woman
0: yeah, no, then no one's going to no. listen to this. But if you have been listening this entire time, thank you very much for listening. We are not the only podcast on StoryScreenBeacon.com. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. We also have a members-only service. For $5 a month, you have access to a exclusive feed of content. If you can't get enough of what we got, we have more. So please go onto our website and subscribe to that. The money helps us out. Keeps the lights on, has us getting more equipment so we can make more killer content because of the money that we've already received from it. We've been able to do video content. We've been able to do all kinds of really fun stuff. So that money really means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. Please follow us on all of our social media platforms. Please follow us on Twitter and talk to us. We're always posting on Twitter and we love to talk to you guys. And if you really like our content or you really hate it, we'd love to hear from you either way. So please do that. Buy a fucking t-shirt, buy a mug. Thank you, Mike, for joining me. You're welcome, Robbie. This is great. This is great. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next time with the next hot take or whatever venture we go on. Until then, peace. Bye.